Hello, 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 and welcome to episode 22 of Break the Cycle with me, your host, Joshua Smith. Thank you guys so much for sticking around again. As always, I am very, very happy to have you. Uh, I'm super stoked for today's show, but let's check out some sponsors first. Of course, we have Lorenzotti.coffee for all your delicious Italian coffee needs delivered directly to your door. Bring the taste of Italy home. Uh, Use BTC at checkout for a 10% discount. And also, my homie, TopLobster.com. For all your graphic design needs, this man draws everything by hand. He is incredible. Go buy his gear. Use him for your show. Whatever it is you need, toplops.com. Use BTC at checkout for a 10% discount. And, of course, Anthem Planning, executive producers of the show, uh, anthemplanning.com for all your emergency and crisis planning needs. They're doing a job that the government has historically sucked at for a much better price and probably more efficiently. So check them out. Find out if they can help you. Uh, I am sure you will not be let down. So anyways, we have an awesome show. As I alluded to in the beginning, I'm extremely excited for this. Uh, not only is this somebody who I really you know, think is amazing voice for the Liberty Movement and has done a lot of great things. I'm also a huge fan, like which is just insane to me. Uh, he is the lead singer of an amazing metalcore band, All That Remains. His name is Phil Labonte. How you doing today, Phil? Hello, I'm doing all right. I'm doing all right. All right, man. I, I'm trying not to fanboy out here, bro. I, you know, I've seen you. I've seen you in concert a few times, and I was like, man, this guy's a badass, dude. I gotta be just like this guy someday. <laughs> don't, don't. That means you're probably gonna have to be shorter than you are. <laughs> yeah, so. yeah, that's true. That's true. I'm I'm six foot two. I'm 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 relatively tall. But then I met my fiance's yeah. family, and uh, she's got a she's got a, a brother in law and uh, a nephew that are both six eight, and he's seventeen. <laughs> I hate them all. Yeah. <laughs> 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 absolutely man so, so uh what, what have you been up to these days man uh i i've been i've been catching as many of your live twitch streams as i can they're, they're pretty awesome man it, it's pretty cool to just see you like rocking out and screaming shit on a twitch channel it's man. fun it's fun um i just got back uh to texas from uh new england i went home and saw mom and saw the family and and uh saw my girlfriend and and did a bunch of uh, did some tracking with uh, my good friend uh, Jim Fogarty, who's worked on oh geez the vast majority of the All That Remains records. He's had uh, had some input on, or either engineered or came up with piano parts or whatever. He he was the the first guy that uh, I ever recorded anything with, like back in 1995. So I've been been uh, working with him for a long time, and I trust his uh, trust his ear. So I did some of that and I checked on my house and et cetera, et cetera. So I've been busy. I just got in last night. Like, like I, I rolled into uh, town here um, at like three in the morning. The last hour was getting a little hairy because I, I started in Roanoke, Virginia. I did Roanoke, Virginia to uh, San to the San, San Antonio area in uh, in one day. And that's a that's a heck of a drive. That is only a used. hell of a drive, man. I, I yeah, mean, any, I, anywhere in Texas is a hell of a drive, really. <laughs> yeah, you, you know, it's it's I, I when I I entered, you know, when you I was on on route 10 coming from like the New Orleans area and when you enter Texas it tells you that El Paso is 895 miles away on the same highway <laughs> and it's like that's one state. It's yeah. like that's one state. You know, being from New England it's like I can I can drive for literally you know, I can drive for f- 50 55 minutes and go through like new hampshire vermont and massachusetts and get into connecticut in like an hour sure. you know, like that that's 
you know, can even take like a kind of you can even take like a little short uh, detour and drive all the way through Rhode Island. <laughs> yeah, you can. I tell you what, Rhode Island, you you'll miss it. You'll, you'll you'll be driving and you will miss it. You'll be like, I'm in Boston, and now I'm in Connecticut. I know that I was supposed to go through Rhode Island, but I didn't notice. Like I swear, I you know, smelled I, I, I smelled it. the stuffy somewhere. I know I smelled them. Yeah, you know, was it when we? I could see the water, and then we're in Connecticut. I don't know, man. I just we just missed it. So <laughs> yeah, I, I so one, yeah. One time I drove from Pensacola, Florida, to San Diego, man, and it was like. Uh, there was a stretch where it was like two days had gone by, and I'm like, "Are we still in fucking Texas?" <laughs> like, yes, you are. <laughs> <laughs> well, so, what what brought you to Texas, man? Um, I honestly, uh, after the uh, after January sixth, after the uh, the rave that was happening at the Capitol, um, <laughs> and and John Brennan got on TV and said, yo, libertarians, the CIA is coming for you. I was like, you know, I think I need to get away from the Northeast and from uh, from from the consolidated power of the federal government. Yeah, yeah you don't it want to seems be most, Yeah, it seems most likely to me that states like either Florida or Texas, those governments are most likely to interpose themselves between their citizens and the federal government. So... Uh, I thought that it was probably a good idea to be in a place that is a little less quick to lick the boot, I guess. This, not that not that I expect, you know, any government to not, you know, do whatever they can to lick the boot of the federal government. But uh, if, if there are if there are states that are going to try to protect their citizens, they are likely not the New England states. So <laughs> yeah, absolutely. It's a safe way to look at well, it. Well, you got, you got, what do you got? The, the NSA headquarters there. You got, I mean, all that yeah, shit's yeah. Up, up there somewhere, you know? So, you know, it's, yeah. And, and worst case scenario, you're surrounded by just like evil, you know, Massachusetts, Connecticut, New York, like New Hampshire, Vermont and Maine are kind of like little islands of like somewhat, like New Hampshire is pretty free and, and there are people up there that are that are legit libertarians. But strategically, they are surrounded by some of the most authoritarian uh, governments uh, that are in existence. And I mean, they've got Canada to the north. You've got, you know, New York, which is just probably one of the, if it's not the most terrifying government of the four, of the uh, the f state governments, then it's the top two or three. You know, so I, I just I felt like, you know, I, I felt a little bit uh, unsafe in the New England area. Sure. So I decided that I needed to needed to bring myself somewhere that was a little more friendly to my ideas, I thought. Well, it's it's unfortunate because they have the Free State Project there in New Hampshire. Right. And then and then yeah. you, guys, you guys actually had three libertarian state legislators until the last election cycle in 2020 or whatever. No, it was 2018. Um, yeah. Because I actually knew Brandon Finney and, and Caleb Dwyer and some of these guys that, that were actually libertarians on your state legislator. And it was funny. I was talking to them. So, like, all the state legislators around the country get paid this uh, pretty decent salary. And in New mm -hmm. Hampshire, they're like, they're like here's $12,000 for two years of service or whatever. Like, whoa, all right, cool. <laughs> you know, I mean, well, you know, the, the, there is something to be said for that in that the the – I'm not sure that it should be very lucrative to be a politician. It shouldn't. You know, so I think that that as much as it's like, well, you know, that's not a lot of money. It's like you, you shouldn't make a lot of money being a politician. 
in my opinion. So I, I, I feel for people that are, that are put in the time and effort and not getting, you know, not, not getting a lot of return. I understand that. But at the same time, it's, it's like, well, I mean, if the, if the, if the pay's high that you're not going to be attracting the, the quality people. Sure, you know, sure. Yeah, anybody who wants Maxine Waters. Well, yeah. Well, and, that's, and especially the federal government. I mean, we're talking like almost two hundred thousand dollars a year for Congress people, and and that's, of course they're never going to want to lose that job. No, I I, I hate them. <laughs> the federal government's the worst entity in the in the country. I mean, there's I, no doubt. I hate it. I'm so I'm so, lately I'm so angry. I'm so incredibly angry because I mean. When Donald Trump was the president, I mean, he was a putz and, you know, it, at least he was funny. Um, and I don't feel like I, I don't I feel like the the left in in the and the corporate left, the Democrat left, not not like the real left, which I have my own, you know, a, an entirely different set of problems with the sickle and hammer left. Sure. Um, they're, they're 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 not better than the corporate Democrats. They're just terribly different. Um, or different in a, ter a they're terrible in a different way, um, but the 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 corporate Democrats and and the the you know the, the DNC and stuff. I mean, I feel like they're they're marginally worse than the Republicans, but I I just have so many problems. <laughs> I could just go on. If I start, I'm just going to go on and on and on and on, and it's going to stop making any sense. I'm just going to. It's just going to sound like I'm ranting and raving, and and so I'm going to try to allow you to keep me on a path that makes sense because I can just. I'll just sit there and I'll complain and complain and complain. Hey, we so. like we like to complain on this show, Phil. I promise you. That's well, that's we are libertarians, aren't yeah, we? You know? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, if we're not if we're not arguing, we need to be complaining. That's how it works. I think. <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> I mean, we can. I can complain about libertarians too. I mean, I can talk about you know. Anyway. Well, we talked a little bit about that before the show. Let's let's talk about that. You just recently became like a card carrying member of the Libertarian Party. Unfortunately, thank you. Uh, by the way, I'm obviously I'm a I'm I sit on the Libertarian National Committee, so I'm contractually obligated to thank you uh, for giving <laughs> us your your support. Um, but you know, I, I'm also from a wing of the party that um, started off very small, and uh, and the, the Mises Caucus started off very sure. small. I mean, and the Mises Caucus, like I thought when I first found out what libertarianism was, like I thought the Mises Caucus was like it. I thought that was. You know, I was like, okay, these these guys, these are the dude like Ron Paul and Tom Woods, and and I'm into it. Yeah, cool. You know, and and that's how I found out who Lysander Spooner was and Murray Rothbard and 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 uh, obviously Mises. And I I read The Law by Bastiat, and I was like, yeah. And then I find out about the Libertarian Party, and I'm like, hold the fuck on here. <laughs> <laughs> what? Are you people talking about? Because this doesn't say, you know, so. No, that's how anyway, it is. So go ahead. That's yeah. how it was. So so a little rundown on me I, in 2017. So I worked on Ron Paul's campaign in 2008, right? Um, in yep. fact, Ron Paul endorsed me last year for chair of the party, and I still lost, unfortunately. But, um, yeah, I know. Uh, it, it really sucked to let that man down. But um, so, so in 2017, I saw Nick Sarwark talking shit about, uh, at the time, I think it was Tom Woods. Then I saw him talking shit about Eric July. Then I saw him talking shit about Ron Paul and Dave Smith. And I'm going, no, 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 no. This is not. We're not going to play this game. This is the Libertarian Party. If this, you're going to call yourself the Libertarian Party, you better damn well be Libertarian, right? You better be unapologetically Libertarian. Yeah. 
Yeah. And and so I ran for chair, you know, and I called a bunch of big name libertarians that I knew first and everyone's like, you're crazy, man. I'm not running for that shit. It's unpaid. You know, uh, uh, Nick, Nick is a very popular chair in the party. He's been, a, you know, this, he's running for his third term. I was like, I don't care. Someone's got to do it, you know? And so yeah. I ran. And, and when I first initially ran for chair, it, the Mises caucus was like 50 people in a, in a Facebook group somewhere. Right. And I, <laughs> and I'm going, and I'm going, Hey guys, uh, I, I need your support. I need your support. I'm going to do this. I'm going to take this, this caucus on my back as a, as like a, as like a target. And we're going to travel this country and you know, whatever. So it was like a challenge. Well, I ended up going to 25 states. And, and what year was this? This was 2017. I was running for chair. Okay. The, oh, okay. okay, okay, okay. Uh, chair. And, uh, and I didn't ever think it was going to be something huge, you know? And, uh, I ended up keynoting the ballroom behind Ron Paul at the Omaha roads to freedom Unconvention in, in 2018. And it became this huge thing. And now, you know, now the caucus is pretty much the biggest part of the party. And yeah. I don't, I don't want to do my own horn or anything, but the party's moving in the right direction. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah, but there are still these people. <laughs> there are, there are some people, there are some people. You have some issues with some people, Phil. Why don't you talk, talk a little bit about these people, man? That's okay. You can do it. You know, I, you mentioned, you mentioned, um, Mr. Sarwark and I, I, when he lost, um, to Noda, when he was, when he, to, to, <laughs> to, to literally nobody, nobody. <laughs> read, read, uh, our friend Reed Coverdale, sure. he tweeted, um, that we should not give him attention. And I think that Reed is right. Sure. Um, so, so, you know, it's. It's a good thing that Nick is no longer in an official position with the Libertarian Party. And I think that that's about all all that I have to say about it, because because I think that I think that Nick's I mean, I think that Reed's right. It is it is a he is Mr. Starwark is not the Libertarian Party and therefore talking about him is is unproductive. Now, if you want to talk smack off the off the the <laughs> podcast we can we can enjoy ourselves you know i mean i'm i'm all for that but um but yeah i don't i don't think that it's i don't think that there's anything really to say you know sure. he's he is he does not have any uh any official he's not you know a representative of the libertarian party in any official uh, official capacity and i think that, that is uh good and i think that is reflective of the way that uh he behaves so sure. Yeah. And, and, so that's, that's what I've, and, that's what I've got to say about him. I, I agree with you. I, you know, my number one selling break the cycle shirt says none of the above on it. So, uh, there, there was a reason that was made. <laughs> so, you know, it, it, look, we don't got to talk about Nick, but we got to admit those, those, those ratios are just spicy and delicious and amazing to watch. You know, I mean, you know, when, when, uh, you're right, you're right. That's true. They are. So you were, you were, you were actually in the Marines, right? I was in the Marines. Yeah, I was, I was, I was a Navy guy. So don't make fun of me. I get it. You know, it's it okay. Out, right. We're, 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 we're both department of the Navy. So sure. that's, and that's how, that's how I, I smooth over those kind of conversations. People are like, <laughs> Oh, you were in the Marines. Oh, I was in the Navy. And it's like, well, you know, I was in the Navy and it's like, don't worry. We both, it's, it's, it's like you were the, you, you were the child that, that, you know, the, our parents loved and, and I was the one that actually <laughs> misguided cleaned up your mess. Yeah. Yeah. We, no. we appreciate it. We appreciate it. No, but, uh, I was, I was going to talk cause I want, I want to hear your story, man. I want to, I want to know how you became so based in Liberty. You know what I mean? But did, did the, the military have anything to do with that? 
No, I was in the military and I, and I barely was in the military. Like people, people will mention that I, you know, joined the Marine Corps and yes, I did. I finished boot camp. I got a, a medical discharge right after I got out of boot camp. I got to my school and this was in 1994. So this is, you know, before, before the war on terror, before oh, so shit, many Phil, people. I was, right? I was 10, man. 11. I, I'm old. Damn, damn. I had no I idea. I look good though. You look, look great, look bro. You good. look good. <laughs> for 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 a man on uh you know closer to 50 than to 40, Holy I look all right. Shit. So, I had no idea, um, dude. Yeah, most people don't. I really should have checked I, your Wikipedia first, man, you know. It's fine, it's fine. Um so but it was that, you know, so I didn't I didn't do anything, you know, like I didn't do anything. There's there's a lot of people that joined and and uh, you know, especially after 9-11 and, and a lot of people that really believed that they were joining the military because they wanted to do something to serve the country. And, and there's a lot of people that um, paid a, a large price that lost limbs and lost family members. And there's a lot of people who's who, you know, had had their families torn apart and all of the terrible things that go along with war have happened to other people. And I am fortunate that it didn't happen to me. So I'll talk about the fact that I joined, but that's it. Um, there's too many people out there that have, have actually, you know, had really, really, really significant, uh, negative consequences in their life because they joined the military and, right. and had really bad things happen for me to sit there and be like, Oh, well I did this and I was da da da, you know, that, and also there's people out there that, you know, the whole stolen valor thing really bothers me. Um, people that get dressed up and, and say, I was in this and I did that and they, and they didn't do anything. And I never want to be associated with people like that. So, um, I was in the military and I don't lie about it or hide it, but, um, at the same time, I'm not the guy that's going to be like, Oh, I was in blah, blah, blah. And, uh, you know, like that's, that's not me. Um, so because I didn't, I didn't do anything to t- worth talking about. I joined, and I got a me- and I finished boot camp. I went to sc- my school and I got a medical discharge. So that that's the extent of my military service. Sure, so. sure. Yeah, absolutely. No, and I get that. I, you know, I was sitting in the the Persian Gulf when George Bush declared war, and I wasn't yeah. on. I wasn't. It, I was a shipboard guy, right? Like I worked with fuels, and uh, yeah. I was on the USS Constellation, and we were at war. I mean, don't get me wrong. My battle group was at war. We were taking off all day. You know, birds coming coming and going with full of ordinance dropping ordinance coming back empty you know um but i i i was never like a you know i was never in battle so i i don't talk yeah. i don't talk about that much either but um so how how did you become so based in liberty man like you know i like i was watching your shows fuck we were talking about this i think the last time i saw you guys play it's been so long since i've been going to shows the last time i saw you play was in like Slim, at slims in san francisco and i think it was like oh yeah I think it was with I wrestled a bear once and somebody else. I yep. don't remember who it was, but it, it was one of those shows where I was just like, fuck yeah, this is, you know, this, I had a good time, but then, you know, life happened. I stopped being able to go to shows so much and I used to go to shows every fucking weekend. You have, like, you have 50 kids, right? Yeah. Something like that. 55 or 50. something. Yeah. yeah. So, so we got, we got six in the house. <laughs> enough where if you lose one, it's not that big of a deal. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, the, enough to where you're constantly trying not to lose one. You know what I mean? Like you have to, you have to Fair actively enough. work hard to not lose one when you have seven in the house. That's how it works. But, uh, no, we have we have seven, but one of them is my granddaughter. So I am also, mm-hmm. you know, I might not be closer to fifty than I am forty, but I do have a grandchild. You know, so I don't even have any kids, <laughs> which is probably why I, probably why I look so young. Is sure. Well, and, and, and to tour as long as you have and not have any kids, bro, that's that's pretty good, man. 
You know, <laughs> condoms work. I don't care what anyone says. Oh, dude, condoms that was a, you're, taking a, you're taking a stab at me right now, man. You know. <laughs> <laughs> well, I kind of assume that, like, uh, when you've got seven, I assume that they're planned. No, no, <laughs> like, I, they're not all mine either. It's a, the two of them are my my fiancés before I met her. Um, okay. One of one of them is mine, and then the other one is ours that we just had New Year's Eve, and then um, two of them are my sixteen year old daughter's siblings that we were able to get custody of that aren't ours biologically, and then okay. um, the grand my granddaughter who my daughter had in March. So it's it's a full house, man. It's great. It's really it's it's a good time it though. You know, there's never a lack of interesting things going on in our home. <laughs> I'm, I'm sure I'm sure of it. <laughs> I'm confident that that's the case. So, so how did you how did you become? You know, so like I said, I was a big fan. I, I seen you play, but I didn't know your politics until probably a couple of years ago. And following you on Twitter, and 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 Michael Heiss is also a huge fan of yours, huge fan of your music. And Michael, also, Michael is a super good dude. And without Michael, the Mises Caucus wouldn't be anything. What it is? No, not and not to not to diminish your your contribution or anything, but but he, uh, I I think I spoke. At the end, the Fed rally in 2017 that Michael put on yep. in in uh, it was in uh, in Philly, and that was the first time that I met Magister Ray, and uh, and I spoke there, and it was the first time that I did like any kind of speaking gig, and it was a little little awkward and weird for me, but I don't think that it was all that awkward and weird for the crowd, but that could be just me, like you know selectively mem- remembering so but michael's great michael's great so. sure so so how did you how did you find liberty man how did you become this this libertarian voice so i get my political journey i guess starts it started in in started with I, I guess it's fair to say that it was uh with the recounts in between george bush and al gore sure. um actually no it was it was it was it was probably impeachment of of bill clinton so like I was kind, I was politically unaware, uh, but I liked Bill Clinton because he played sax on MTV. Of course, you know? yeah. I was like, oh, he smoked weed and he lied about, and he, you know, he, he was, we, he did the whole nudge thing, and we were like, okay, fine, smoking weed's not that big of a deal, you know, whatever. And and I was like, well, he's kind of cool, you know. Um, and I was politically unaware, you know. And then with impeachment, I was like, okay, well. You know, he lied, so he's he's probably going to have to get removed from office. And then, no, mm-hmm. he didn't. And I was like, "What do you mean?" And I was like, the, "I was like, if if I did that, I'd go to jail." And that was kind of like when I was like, "Okay, well then, I guess the Democrat." And and hearing all the Democrat pundits and stuff. And again, this is a young guy, early twenties, just becoming politically aware. I'm like why all these people are lying for him. Like he literally was on TV and said he didn't and he lied. He was under oath. Like he, he was under oath. Like, and to me, I was like, call it naive, obviously, cause I was young, but I was like, I was like, I can't believe that the people are lying for him and, and saying it's okay. Like, and saying that it was about sex. It wasn't, it was about him lying. And so that was my first kind of political aware, politically aware thing. And I was like, well, the Democrats are liars. So then I must want to be a Republican. And then 9-11 happened. And then the war in Iraq went, happened. And I was like, I, at first I was like, okay, well, I believe the Republicans are telling the truth because the Democrats are liars. And and the, again, this is a naive, I'm, I'm aware if you're watching this at home, <laughs> breathe in and out. I, I'm I'm telling you my evolution. This I, I'm not I'm not currently of these opinions, 
but so I, I believe, you know, that that Saddam Hussein was was going was trying to get nuclear weapons. I believed yellow cake uranium. I believed Colin Powell. And then they're liars, too. <laughs> and I was like, what the hell? I was like, you can't trust the government at all. And then I heard about this guy named Ron Paul in 2000, in 2007, 2008. Um, and I started following Ron Paul's campaign and, and reading the things that he recommended that I read. And then, uh, I was given a CD of lectures or, or talks that Tom Woods had done. And, uh, and after, after that, that was the, that was, that was, that was my introduction. That's when the, the floodgates opened. And, and that's when I found out about, you know, like I said, people like Lysander Spooner and, 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 you know, Tom Woods and, and, uh, Doug Casey and, and, you know, Ludwig von Mises and blah, blah, blah. And, and, and all these, these people that had ideas that I was unfamiliar with. To me, I understood how Republicans kind of selected ideas from libertarians, especially on the economic side. Um, uh, they were liars too. As far as I was concerned, I was like, well, these, these guys are liars, but at least they're talking like they want people to be free. At least they're saying that they want to to have you be allowed to live your life how you want to live. Um, and I was kind of of the except for the Christians is kind of like how I always I, I kind of thought about it because you know being a metal guy I, I I was fully aware of the fact that the the religious right was was very authoritarian or very comfortable with saying you can't do this you can't do that. And I grew up in New England so like. Um, you know, being from Western Massachusetts and playing shows in Northampton where, you know, Smith College was there, there was a very large, uh, large, large, uh, gay and lesbian population and stuff. So for me playing shows around there, you know, I'd go to gay bars with, with my friends and stuff and drag shows just for chuckles and, and, you know, have a good time. And, and it was, it was never a thing. So I was like, well, you know, the, the religious right is, is really more of a Southern thing and blah, blah, blah. Um, but that, that was kind of where my politics were. Um, so I guess it was, it was Ron Paul. And then, you know, um, I was paying attention to libertarian ideas and, and learning about, uh, libertarian ideas, um, you know, for the better part of the last 15 years or so, Nice, I guess. So, and you know, Twitter is, is well, while, while Twitter is a cesspool, um, <laughs> of garbage, and terrible takes. Um, it's also uh, a lot of fun, in my opinion. So. That's where I'm at war with the blue check marks, man. It's my favorite. You place. know, yeah. You know, the blue check marks. Uh, it's funny when people talk about blue t blue check marks. Like for the most part, people don't refer to me like a blue check mark, even though I have a blue check mark. But every once in a while, someone will be like, "Oh, okay, blue check." Mark. <laughs> oh yeah, I, have, I do have a blue check mark. I forget about that because you know, blue check mark basically means like media personality, sure. right? You don't think of like uh, even a for the most part. If you're blue check mark, you're usually not even marginally based. You know, it's it's usually you know corporate. Uh, talking points that are that you're spewing. So I forget about the fact that you know there are, there are people out there that'll be like, oh, okay, check mark, and I'm like, oh yeah, I got a check mark. I forget about that. Yeah, the majority you know? of blue check marks are politicians and journalists. Yeah, and it's like, yeah, we hate you all, but then there's a couple, you know, they're like you. 
Yeah, Ron Paul's got a blue check mark. You know what I mean? So it's yeah. like you, you can't you can't be too mad at all of them. But I am at war with the like ninety percent of the blue check. Fair mark. enough. It, that's and why they, they, they keep removing it. Earned it. They, they removed me <laughs> from Twitter. I had 16, I hit 16.1 thousand followers. And then all of a sudden I got a 12 hour ban. And then, oh. uh, and they were like, well, you can only read your, your timeline and direct message your followers. And so I was like direct sent like two direct messages. And then I went to log back in and it wouldn't let me log in anymore at all. Really? And so, but are, it's, are you, you think you're gone for good? I don't know. It's still showing me the countdown but it won't let me log mm-hmm. into my timeline. So I'm like, so I started like an alternate account, you know, and I already got like six, yeah, sure. 600 followers or something. But um, I was like, dude, if they waited till I got to 16,000 followers to remove me from Twitter, I'd be so pissed. You know what I mean? Like, what did, what did you do? What did you say? I, uh, so I don't, I don't remember which congressman it was. One of the congressmen was talking about, uh, <laughs> it's always, it's always a congressman or a, or a Senator or something, but it, it was a, it was a congressman talking about, um, the vaccine passports and how if if uh, you know, yeah. it's, it, the specific post was per FBI if you uh for if you forge one of these you with the you know the government seals or whatever you can get in all this trouble and I said per me we should bring back tar and feathering to remind tyrants who they work for and within an hour I was gone and I, you know I don't know I don't know why that's bad. Yeah. I'm 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 unclear as to I mean I suppose tar and feathering you, like you you the tar is hot sure right like and so I suppose it could be looked at as as something you know as more than just embarrassment well there was like know, 50 but. people under me that were like make politicians birds again right like that's the thing <laughs> and uh and none of them got removed just me just me it's probably because just got, you so i'm sure nick sarwark found me and like reported me or something that's probably what <laughs> you know i got you know i got i got smoked from uh instagram and i don't even talk politics on my instagram page or never did like it was it was literally all vanity it was all me at the gym <laughs> shooting guns and like they're just like was, see ya, and I guns. can't get an answer. It was the guns. It was probably it was the guns. For you know, sure. and the and the thing is, like, I mean, think about how many people out there shoot guns. Like, I imagine there are at least at least a a, a few million accounts on Instagram. Considering how many Instagram accounts there are, at least a few million of people that have gone to the range, even if they don't own guns or whatever, they just you know. I went to the range and look at, I took a vacation. I'm, I'm from England and I took a vacation in the U S and so my friends took me out back and shot their guns and I put it up on me. I, I just can't imagine that there aren't a, a, at least multiple millions of people that have videos of themselves shooting guns on Instagram. So now they're all removed now. All of them, everyone. <laughs> <They're> all removed. <laughs> well, I got, I got yes. removed from Facebook back in October and when they killed my Facebook, they killed my Instagram too. So it was like, uh, I removed myself from, from Facebook and, I, and then I told people they should get rid of their Facebook page. So that might have something to do with it too, though. Uh, it could have been cause they're, they're linked and owned. They, you know, Zuck owns both of them now. And, but, uh, yeah, yeah I, it was two, two weeks before the, the presidential election. And of course I was standing for Joe because I, I I'm on the national committee. It's I'm contractually obli- obligated. Right. Sure, sure. And plus I believed in Joe. I thought Joe was better than the other two candidates in my opinion i I kind of feel like that's probably true yeah i mean as far as my principles go you know yeah if you're gonna if you're gonna vote principles yeah i mean there is there is an argument to be made to vote for to vote for all of them to be honest with you sure i can i can come up with an argument for donald trump just because it's hilarious (laughs) like that's good enough the triggering the triggering (laughs) dude because because i because i want to believe that light in your veins cures covid 
That's good enough reason to vote for Donald Trump, in my opinion. Voting for Joe Biden, it, I mean, well, I look, look at look at look at him. Look at Joe Biden. It's hilarious. Look, that's it's also funny. It's also you could, funny. You be, it is. And it, you could be an accelerationist and be like, I want to see that happen. So that that makes sense. And then you know, Joe Jorgensen is a is a pretty good libertarian account, yeah. you know, or, she, or she candidate. Was, she was, uh, you know, definitely more milk toast than I was hoping for. Uh, but it's yeah. it was a step in, a, in the right direction. Not everyone, can, not everyone can be Michael Malice. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. We should. Yes. It should be Dave Smith, Michael Malice ticket 2024. I think that would be the, the I, one. I would love. <laughs> I, I, I want that to be the ticket so badly. Michael Malice would never do it. We're all going to have to settle with giving would, him the Libertarian Party social media. That's what we're going to have to settle with. I please, please, I like. I tell you what, if I ever won like the Powerball and I had fuck you money, I would pay the Libertarian <laughs> Party to give it to Michael Malice more money than they've ever seen. Well, you'd have to do it through a pack. Unfortunately, we can only take thirty three thousand five hundred and forty two dollars from each individual. So. Really? Yeah, that's how it works, man. Political parties from from single donors can, can only take thirty three thousand some odd dollars, and then, I can I can start a pack. Yes, you can, and then you can give them as much money as you want through the pack. That's how that works. That's how it works. How much How much money do you think it would take? How much money would the Libertarian Party? How much money would a pack have to provide the Libertarian Party to give? Michael Malice, the keys to the Twitter account. Well, this so so here's the thing. This is a, this podcast is about to get really sad. We've been running on about 1.5 to 1.8 million dollars a year for about <laughs> the last five years. So it wouldn't take much. <laughs> <laughs> if I ever won Powerball, I would give them ten times that amount of money. <laughs> yeah, and I mean that's. I mean, really, you know. It's I would give them ten, if I if I if I won like multiple hundred like a hundred a couple hundred million or a hundred million I would give the Libertarian Party ten million dollars to give Michael Malice. It'd be the it, we'd be the biggest political party after that. You know what I mean? Uh, it would be. It would be. Well, it would be the best. It's funny because so here's the thing. So the chair, the way the party works, and per the bylaws, the chair has full control over the social media accounts. So that was one of the strongest reasons I was running for, for, for chairs because I was like, yo, I'm going to get these social media accounts away from this blue-pilled people that keep, like, you know what I mean? And, uh, and, and it didn't happen, unfortunately, but now, you know, we got Angela McArdle and hopefully she gets chair and she's just as badass as I am, if not more badass. So She is pretty great. Yeah. Like, I heard her on, I forget whose podcast, oh, was it with Pete? Sure, yeah. Yep. Uh, and, uh. She was just, I mean, she's the kind of libertarian that will take heads and I love it. I want, I want, I want a bloodthirsty libertarian. Like I want someone that is, I want someone that's not afraid to, to like talk about the, the libertarian woodchipper caucus. Hi kids. Do you like violence? Are you sick to death of pussyfooting around the truth while being constantly fed lies by news and big tech tyrants? If so, then come join me, Dan Smots, on The System Is Down, where we get weird, have fun, and dig into all the dangerous taboo topics like conspiracies, politics, religion, culture, current events, and everything your family just prays you don't bring up around the Thanksgiving dinner table. And I know that reality is scary to some people, so if you're easily offended, just ignore this and go back to making cat memes or whatever. But if you're ready to change the world for the better, come join me on The System Is Down down at tsidpod.com or wherever you get podcasts. That's tsidpod.com because the system is down and truth is taking over. Yes. Okay. Like, 
Hey, you've heard my intro song, I, right? It's literally uh, called I, Wood Chipper. I, I, is it really? Yeah. I feel like maybe I maybe I just skip forward through because I've I've definitely listened to your show. Obviously, I listened to the one we did with Reed, and I, and I listen to your show all the time. So, I, I but I for some reason I don't I feel like I don't I haven't heard it. You probably just didn't catch the lyrics, but it's it literally starts maybe. out with Wood Chipper Go Burr. That's like how the song starts out. And the whole thing's about like <laughs> dropping pedophiles from airplanes and like yes. seeing if they could fly. And so, yeah, I'm definitely, yes. I, I'm not, I'm, no one has asked me to be a member of the Woodchipper Caucus yet, but I, I would hope that at this point. Do I, you follow the Woodchipper Caucus oh, on yes, Twitter? Oh, yes, absolutely. Okay. And, I, and I, would, I would hope that at this point that I am an honorary member of the Woodchipper uh, Caucus. You know, I love them. I love, I love it. I absolutely love it. But I, I do. I, I, that's one of the things that I, I like about uh, Angela the most is she is bloodthirsty. Yes. Like she is go for the throat, and I want. That's the libertarian that I want. Sure. Like that's the libertarian that I want to follow. It's the uh, it's the I, unapologetic ones, man. Those are those yeah. are the ones that we need leading this movement. That's why the people Absolutely. like Tom Woods and Dave Smith and Angela yeah. McCardle. That's why they're doing so great. The thing that bothers me the most about the way the libertarian, the big L libertarian party has been behaving um, recently is, and I, I, I think I might've said this on another podcast, um, but what is the point of, of being the libertarian party if you're going to be the Democrat party without the mon monetary incentives from the federal government? And that's really kind of what the Libertarian Party is. They're especially when you're dealing with uh, with the you know the 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 woke uh, libertarians, the the left leaning libertarians that are um, you know the, that that are are interested in in telling people what they can and can't think and and comfortable with censorship, et cetera. Um, I don't see the value in a Libertarian Party. That is, that is just the Democrat Party, but doesn't have the goodies from government, and that's true. You know, and that's really that's really what they are. It's like all of the shaming and all of the the you know get in line and all of the excluding people for having. Uh, you know, for making the wrong jokes or associating with the wrong people, uh, all of that stuff and none of the financial incentives of freebies from the government. Sure. Join the Libertarian Party. I agree. That's and that's <laughs> that was that was one of my biggest gripes, too, is like, like. Look, the Democrats already exist. The Republicans already yeah. exist. The people aren't yeah. going to leave that those parties for another party that's just like them. And has, they win. Yeah, and they win. But we're not. Gonna so come join the loser team, so that way you can go ahead and not get the freebies, and we're going to shit all over you because you tweeted a bad tweet before. Right. Right. What an attractive thing. Right. Come lose with us. Well, and that's that's Give the thing. Me a I mean, break. nobody wants to leave those two parties to go to another party that's just like them with with exactly. that has that doesn't win. 
our people are the people that are jaded on politics, right? They're jaded on the yeah. the, the 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 old parties. So acting like the for old good parties, reason. yeah, and, and acting like the old parties is not going to bring those people to our party either. So it's like we have to stand out. We have to be unapologetic. We have to yep. stay strong in our ideals and our and our principles, and we have to shoot for the throat every single time. And and yep. uh, and I agree. That's those are the people who should be leading this movement. Unfortunately, I think there's a few federal agents in this party that really don't want us to go there. You know what I mean? Well, I'm there. I'm I'm convinced there's federal agents everywhere. And to be honest with you, it doesn't matter if there's federal agents in your party when you're walking around with a cell phone that records everything that you say, <laughs> or at least can listen to everything you say. You don't need a fed. Look, here's your federal agent. It's true. I had and a smart fridge for a while that probably used to watch me like stumble down at two a.m. drunk in my underwear and like yeah. eat like frozen meat out of the fridge. You know what I mean? So it is a stupid man that has a smart appliance. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, it was it was my old my old roommates, man. But it was really cool. Like it DJed while we had parties. You know what I mean? It had like a <laughs> great. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. So, you know, now I now I got the smartphone and uh I think that smart TV that's pretty much it, man. I I try to not do too many smart things. I'm pretty confident the only things that that listen to me in my house are my cell phones. Sure. I'm I'm pretty confident. We also got the baby monitor. It's like a Wi-Fi baby monitor, but well, I mean, you do have like a whole brood, so yeah, we got we got to keep eyes sense. on them, dude. You know what I mean? You never know, like I'm telling you, you never know what's happening. You, you, now you sound like the government. <laughs> you're like you're like, wait a minute, there's only uh, there's only we four. We found kids the here. Fed. <laughs> <laughs> I, know, right? I am the Fed. Go figure. No, uh, it was funny when I was doing my alt account today. People kept asking me, "Is this really you? Is this really you?" I'm like, man, yes, it's really me, dude. Here, here, check it out. Go follow my YouTube. I, you know, <laughs> that's how everyone yeah. knows it's me. Okay, follow my YouTube. You follow keep, my YouTube. Right. Remember what it used to be. You put a shoe on your head and you take a picture, so that way people know. I uh, when I made the the I made a f- uh, new Facebook account a couple weeks ago, and that was the first thing someone said: put a shoe you on don't. your head. But then, yeah, well, they they it was only up six hours. They took me off again. Six hours, and I did it. I did it from a different IP address, <clears throat> a different email address, a completely different phone, and they still within six hours I was gone. They knew it was me. I wonder if I could, I, I actually, I've, I've got a, uh, my management is trying to get my um, Instagram page back and, and they've been running into problems um, with no one being able to give them an answer as to why. Sure. Um, and I'm wondering, I'm like, if I start another one, are they just going to boot me again? You know, because I, again, I didn't, I don't do politics on Instagram. I don't do, I, I do politics on Twitter and I'll go on podcasts and stuff, but I don't want like. I don't want people to think that the only thing that I do or am is, you know, a politics guy or, or, you know, like that's why I don't have like in my Twitch stream, I don't talk politics in my Twitch stream. It's like, we'll talk about stuff, you know, or I'll mention it, but it's not like you're not going to come to my Twitch stream and and get politics all the time. If it comes up in conversation, cool, whatever. Um, cause I, cause I do engage with the, the chat and stuff. Um, there's a lot of streamers, I guess, that don't engage with the chat very much, yeah, which, which blows my mind. Stupid, I don't, yeah. I don't see the point. Um, but uh, you know, I do, and 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 so if if something comes up, I'll talk about it, and uh, you know, that's fine. But I don't want to be. I don't want people to think that like the only thing going on is like he's a politics guy. That like that's not. I mean, because there's so much there's so many other things that I'm interested in and, and do and stuff. So sure. Well, and like we can talk about that cause I knew you for a decade as the music guy, 
You know what I mean? And yeah. I didn't find out you were a politics guy until a couple of years ago, but I don't even think it's been, I don't even know if it's been two years, you know? So, oh, okay. Right. So, uh, I, I was doing some reading online, you know, checking you out. Uh, I, I don't know if you know this, but, um, uh, there's some, some rumors out there that you guys may, all that remains may have a, a new album coming out eventually at some point someday. <laughs> there will be another remains record. Yes. This year is, uh, um, this year is the 15 year anniversary of the release of the fall of ideals. And I mean, who the fucking thought that 15 years? Yeah. Who'd have thought that I would have this career for 20 years? Believe me, I had, when I started, I did not have any intention of like having a career in music. I played metal and underground metal stuff that was, you know, it was not going to be popular. Like, I mean, obviously I got my start. The internet existed, but it didn't exist the way that it does today. Like, I think that when you look back, like in a hundred years or whatever, 200 years or whatever, and people look back, they're going to say that the internet started, you know, it, it, it may have been created in the seventies and eighties and got started with computers in the nineties, but it really didn't become a thing until everybody had a phone in their pocket that connected to the internet. So really when you, when set, when, when smartphones came out, that's really when the internet that we know it was kind of formed, I True. think, or kind of created before that um, it was aimed so, chat rooms and stuff, man. That was- <laughs> yeah. I mean, it, it, you're right. And, and it was, you know, it was, it was, you could go on the internet and it, it was not, a ubiquitous part of life. It was, you'd go on the internet, but then when you got up and left your computer, the internet stayed there. Yeah. So like the way nowadays, if you put something on the internet, it's, it's with you all the time. You know, it's like you can put your phone down and go outside and stuff and, and, and you can be, you can leave the internet that way, but most people don't, you know what I mean? So it's become, um, something that's, that's a part of life consistently. And that's because of mobile phones and, and, you know, cell phones and, and, or more, more, more accurately, probably mobile computers. Um, so when we got started, if you wanted to find underground stuff, you had to go and like, look for it. Nowadays, like if you want to listen to heavy music, you just Google it. You know, like if I wanted to listen to, underground metal bands i had to go to a like when i was a kid in the early 90s i you know and late 80s i had to physically go to a store and look at the cds and decide if i wanted to buy a cd by the cover you know the cover art if it looked like a cool record that i would go and i would buy it because it looked cool um so for me, I didn't think that being in a being a musician full time was in the cards because I listened to stuff that was too heavy. I, the bands that I liked, they would go on tour, but then when they went home, they worked their normal jobs. You know, I mean, I remember when in the '90s, like Grave came over from Sweden, and I, there was 30 people at Katina's in Hadley, Massachusetts, watching this band, and I was. I couldn't believe that it wasn't sold out because this was to me the best band in the world. You know, like these guys were my favorite band. I was, I loved Solace had just come out and I, I was a huge fan. And, and, you know, it's like there was again, 30, 40 people at this show. And I'm just like, this is, this is ridiculous. But that was also, that was also how I kind of 
thought, you know, realized, okay, you're not going to be a professional musician because the stuff that you like is not going to pay the bills. You're going to, you're going to play in a band and play this music cause you love it. And then you're going to have to go and do something else, do your regular job. Um, and somehow thank God I was wrong and I've been doing this for 20 years. So, um, you know, to think that the fall of ideals has been out for 15 years and, and the record that put us on the map has, has, you know, actually touched l literally more than one generation of, of kids. You know, it's like there are kids today that are teenagers that are playing six on rock band or rock Smith or, or whatever still, yeah. you know, and, and, you know, it, it blows my mind to think that people that got into, you know, got into all that remains in 2006, um, you know, they're that were, you know, 15 or whatever, you know, they're, they're closing in on 30 and there are still 15 year olds that are getting into all that remains because they heard, you know, they play six on, on a, a video game. So it's, it's, uh, it's mind blowing that we've been able to do this for so long. Um, and I'm super grateful and thankful because it's been one hell of a ride. And I think working a regular job sounds really stupid. Yeah. Well, this dark and heart stuck me, man. I mean, that uh, sick. Yeah. I mean, awesome. prior to that. And then there, there was an entire summer where uh, the fall of ideals did not come out of the CD player in the car. I mean, it was like just over and over and over. And yes, it was, a, I believe it was a CD. I'm almost positive. It was a CD. Um, awesome. it, I was playing, I was singing a band called alleged alibi. Uh, Cause I wanted to be a metal core star too, you know? And, uh, and our drummer, Russ had uh, like a badass STI, right? <clears throat> and he okay. had like two twelves in the trunk, and you know it was all loud and shit. And we just <laughs> we were in Santa Rosa. The band was out of Santa Rosa, California, and and we played at like the the Phoenix Theater in in Petaluma all the time and shit. And yeah, um, we just everywhere we go, just that album over and over and over again. But I was I, I was stuck this dark and hard for sure. I mean that was the one. But uh, you grew up you grew up in the New England metal scene. I mean, and when it was like yeah. booming and 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 hardcore too. And hardcore is my roots. I mean, that's what I really you know. That's I sure. even wore the 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 Bob Murphy hardcore cross up uh, chaos theory shirt tonight. <laughs> um, but uh, uh, what what were some bands that influenced you, man? Coming up, I was into metal. Uh, I mean, I was uh, so coming out of like the new England scene, people assume that there was like a ton of hardcore bands and metal bands that were playing together and stuff. And there were some, um, but you know, in the early nineties when I was really getting kind of getting my, my opinions and musical taste kind of shaped, it was all metal bands. True. Like I said, grave, it was, I was big into entombed cannibal corpse carcass was really huge for me. Um, and, you know, before that, it was like Metallica, thrash band. So um, Metallica, Megadeth, um, stuff like that, Iron Maiden, Judas Priest. And and so like Maiden and Judas Priest were kind of the bands that got me into metal sure. in the late 80s. And then Metallica. And then after after once once I got into thrash, like Metallica and Megadeth, then it was just like looking for the heaviest stuff that I could get. So it was Carcass, Cannibal Corpse, Entombed, Grave, um, you know, and, and by the time like new metal came, I was already uh, a metal snob. So like corn came out and I was like, well, that's cool, but it's not really that heavy. Yeah. 
You know, it's like they're playing seven strings and most of the people that were into like heavy rock were like, this is the heaviest thing ever. And I was like, like, I mean, Cannibal's heavier. I was like, it's not really. Like, Have you heard Suffocation? Like Suffocation's heavy. Like this isn't really. It's like this is just banging on your E string. You mean Suffocation? Yeah, yeah, exactly. (laughs) If it's not Frank Mullen, I ain't listening to it. Yeah. So that that was my thing. And then so there were there were some hardcore bands that I was into, but. One of the things with the hardcore bands is uh, they were very political and they were very like there was a whole lot of like vegans and, uh, you know, straight edge. And I smoked cigarettes. So I I was like, if I go to those shows, those guys are going to kick my ass because I smoke a cigarette outside because that did happen. Like if you if you went to see like Snapcase or actually mostly like Earth Crisis, if you went to see Earth Crisis, you might end up getting jumped by a vegan straight edge. I talked about this on my show. The lead singer of Earth Crisis legitimately punched a pregnant lady outside of one of his shows for smoking. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you know, I mean, it's it's probably I mean. And I got my jaw broken at a Snapcase show, so. Yeah. You know, I mean, my, my, my first, my first experiences with like the left, there were never good experiences. It was like, oh, you're going to get hit in the face with a skateboard because you were smoking at the Earth Crisis show or, you know, Bill Clinton's lying under oath. And so for me, it was like, man, the left is kind of just like all bad people. You know, like, why are you beating people up? Because they're smoking like you they're they're outside or whatever, you know. So, I mean, but yes, the 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 there there was always that kind of like thing about hardcore bands until like Hatebreed. Sure. And that Hatebreed cro- was that like crossover you, shit. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, the thing like I knew those guys and Hatebreed's the, the they're some of the nicest people that you ever would want to meet, like the whole band, they're all great people. Um, and, and, and they've had, you know, a few different members go through the band and, and it's, they've always been super cool dudes. They've never been the dudes that were like, you know, if you don't think like me, then, you know, you might get beat up or whatever. It was always like, if you treat me with respect, I'll treat you with respect. And that was, that was the first time that I was like, Oh, these guys are cool. Like, they're not the hardcore kids that are dicks. They're the cool hardcore kids, you know? So that was kind of like when it was first, like, all right, this is this, you know, hardcore is kind of cool. And also Hatebreed, their, their sound is super metal. Oh, anyways. sure. Yeah. You know, they, they weren't like, you know, it was, it wasn't like, even like Snapcase, like they were a little on the metal side, but it was like, it was like. Hatebreed to me, Hatebreed was like Earth Crisis, but not vegan, straight edge. <laughs> well, I, I like to you know, I like, like to think that Hatebreed. I like to say that Hatebreed was one of the first crossover bands as far as like bringing thrash metal and like and like heavy sure. metal into the hardcore scene. Uh, but I, I would say that Dead Guy did it first. I mean, way back in the day. Oh uh, yeah, but ba- back in the early nineties. Yeah. yeah, but but definitely definitely Hatebreed was the first one to make it like a big thing. You know what I mean? Dead Guy yeah. was the Dead Guy was very known in the hardcore scene, but not very known like on in. TV headbangers ball and shit. You know what I mean? Yeah. Dead guy was one of the first bands that I heard that used when, when the, when Mesa Boogie came out with the dual rectifier, they were one of the first bands to like grab onto those. And I was like, that's so sick. That sounds great. Now that, they, they do sound great. Now people are rocking, rocking the trip, the triple rec, man. Yeah. You know, I'm not, I'm, I used to be a, a little more into the, uh, the, the Mesa boogies, but now I'm a, I'm a 5150 uh, fan. Like, the brown Eddie's brown sound was great, especially when you you know when you kind of scoop it out a little bit and 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 uh, 
and put EMGs in front of it, man. I only, 5150s I only, are tone. I, I only buy orange now. <laughs> oh, really? I love orange, man. But I, I play bass, though, so I, yeah, I, well. I had a, I had, I've had a couple different hybrid orange heads that just really sound great on any cab you put Sick. them on. So, um, but. But I also I, I never really played bass in metal bands. I played bass in like uh, like poster punk, like Rise Against sure. style stuff, and then um, I sang in, yeah. in metal bands and metalcore bands and hardcore bands and stuff. And I played the drums for a long time too. But uh, I just don't got time for that shit anymore, man. I got too many damn kids. Seven kids. <laughs> it's a it'll, lot. It'll do it. It's a lot of kids. I got man. I got a dog, and I'm like Jesus Christ, you're a fucking handful. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No. Now imagine having like seven dogs in the house that all got to be no. fed and diapered. And well, <laughs> that yeah, that's true. But uh, but also like you you said you got like a sixteen year old, so you can you've got actually like help too now. Yeah, but so she's got her own just, kid. Well, that's, that's, yeah, but she's only got one, yeah, right? Yeah. So there's you know, and she is so she can take care of herself and and her kids. So then you've got you know you can have her kind of do that over there i mean you can start start fucking doling out you know jobs and stuff she's she's extremely helpful with especially with her brother and sister that weren't ours because she was sure, already sure. kind of playing mommy and stuff so yeah. um so so when can we expect the next all the remains album man i'm not positive um likely it will be next year this year we're we're still we were hoping to do or we're hoping to do an anniversary tour for the fall of ideals. Um, we'll see what happens because of COVID. Um, we were going to release a new record last year, but we kind of were like, what's the point of doing one if we can't tour and promote it? Sure. You know? Um, so we were just like, you know what? We we're again, we're fortunate enough to be in a position where, you know, it's not like, Oh, we have to get on tour or else we can't pay our bills. Sure. And we, we have to, you know, we have to get this out and blah, blah, blah. We're, we're not under that kind of, under those kind of pressures, thankfully. So, um, you know, we have the, the luxury to be like, you know, we're, we can wait a little bit. And so we're going to, we'll put a new record out next year. Um, we want to do some, some stuff to celebrate the fall of ideals. Cause that really was the record that kind of, kind of broke us out and put us on the map. So we really, we really want to, uh, you know, celebrate that. And so, It'll be next year sometime, not positive when, um, but again, uh, you know, I said this last year that it would be this year, but, uh, it, it, it really, it, it depends on, uh, you know, when we're allowed, allowed to go and do things like set up a whole tour. Well, you guys should just tour, just tour the States that will let you tour, man. Do you like, know that, do like, that sounds like, a, <laughs> do like six stops like, in Florida, like eight stops in Texas, a couple stops in Iowa up here. We're, we're pretty open. Yeah, and then that, like that uh, sounds, South Dakota sounds like it. a great idea. It, <laughs> it, 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 you know, it, you just can't make it work logistically. You you can't really get that. You know, you can't make it work is sure. is the problem. You know, um, also like I mean, I'm not sure what what I'm not sure what it's like. What kind of turnout there's going to be? Like how I mean, what I what I mean is like I don't know how comfortable people are going to be with going to a show with a bunch of people. I assume that it's going to be different depending on the state that you're in. Um, I, I, I assume shows in, in here in Texas and shows in Florida will probably be better than shows in uh, New York because they're, the people haven't been, they, they haven't been so beaten up yeah. as people in, in California and, uh, and, and New York, you know, like there, you can see, you can hear the way uh, the effect that that the lockdowns have had on people 
in California and New York. There's, there's people that surprise me a lot in how much they're like, oh, we can't do that and you can't do this and, and how scared they sound. And, and it seems, and this could be just my impression, but it seems to me like the fear is really reflective of the state that people are in. True. Like people in, in Florida don't sound like they're afraid of things. Mm -hmm. People in Texas don't sound like they're afraid of stuff. And people in, in, you know, in New York state and California, they sound like they're afraid. Um, and I mean, again, this could just be my impression. I'm sure that there are people in New York that are going to hear this and be like, man, I ain't scared of nothing. And, and fair enough, you know, I, mean, I get it. Yeah, exactly. Right. <laughs> I get it. You know, I'm not trying to say everyone is, but um, this is that's just kind of the impression that I get that the, the governments of those states have really uh, frightened their populations um, to the extent that uh, that you kind of can can smell it. You yeah. know? It's a very unfortunate, unfortunate time we're living in and and even more so unfortunate for for great bands like your your, your, your band, man. It's uh sucks because everyone's especially the younger kids that are like in their teens that should be going to these shows yeah. they don't get the opportunity yeah. to go to these shows man and, and and you know as a guy who went to shows growing up i know as a guy who went to hundreds of shows growing up you're they're missing out man they're missing out on yeah. a very very important time of their life and uh it's yeah. it's really sad. and you know and for a for a whole goddamn year a, a fucking whole year you know like it's 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 almost may you know, th this started out with two weeks to, to flatten the curve when it was when it was we're just trying to keep it. So that way the emergency rooms aren't filled. I was I was totally on board yep. and I, I you know, I was telling people back then I was like, look, this is just because, you know, if if we don't know what this thing's going to do to people and if you fill up the emergency rooms, then everyone that gets into a car accident dies. Then everybody that has a heart attack dies because there's no emergency room. There's no space in the emergency rooms. And that made sense. And then by by the time, you know, August and, and <laughs> September showed up, showed up, you know, rolled around, it was like this isn't about emergency rooms anymore. And there are, you know, there are still people in the government that are saying things and, and if they're not in the government, they're they're spokespeople for government policy that are saying things like like that woman on CNN that says, oh, now's our chance because people are going to start, you know, people are going to start going out and living their lives and we're not going to be able to scare them anymore. I'm right. paraphrasing, but, you know, uh, I, I don't know what her name was, but she was, you know, but that just goes to show the mentality that. That the you know once the government has some kind of power and and can convince people that the government is in the right to do something you know that's it they're they're not gonna let it go without a fight and uh, that is a, a terrible terrible thing it's a terrible development that the government thinks that it's okay to just lock people down like this at, at no point was did they ever have the authority to do it in fact they were specifically restricted from doing this by the first amendment and people behave as if they, they weren't, you know, people behave as if they can just do whatever they want. And I, that's why I want bloodthirsty libertarians. I want libertarians that think that, you know, think that heads on pikes is good, you know, like figuratively, obviously, but sure. like I want libertarians that will go after people that are authoritarians. I want libertarians that will take the fight 
to the government and say, you know, and really, really put them, uh, put them in their place and, and, and aren't afraid to remind them that, you know, the government is supposed to be limited and, and I wish that there were more people in America that remembered that. In in Minecraft, he means the uh, the heads on pikes in Minecraft. In Minecraft, <laughs> yeah, in Minecraft. <laughs> well, shit, Phil, that's a, that's pretty much the whole show, man. I, I I cannot tell you how much I appreciate you coming on, brother. Like, it really means a lot to me, man. Where can oh, I unblock oh. Top Lobster? By the way, oh yeah, yeah. He told me he told me to tell you he's never gonna forgive you ever. No, but uh, he uh, he, he actually drove <laughs> really because I'll find him and block him again. I don't care. No, he, he drew the thumbnail for your show today, man. I mean, that's he's he's uh, <laughs> okay. he, he's a big fan. He really he really. I also did not pick up on the sarcasm on that thread. By the way, uh, where where he was People like. He's like, he's like, have you ever heard of Lysander Spooner? You're like, no, I've never fucking heard of Lysander Spooner. But, but that's how you were saying it while you were typing it. But to us, we were like, oh, let us tell you about Lysander Spooner. And then, oh. uh, <laughs> I'm just, I'm like, oh god. I, and there's, there's, there's some, there's some people on, and Liberty Twitter is is almost as infuriating as authoritarian government Twitter. The, the, there's 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 a couple people out there that are like they love to sit there and and talk about like call people bootlicker and stuff like that oh, and I'm sure. like you know you you're you're tweeting from an anonymous account and you're calling people bootlicker and I'm like if you were as tough as you say you are you would be out there getting into gunfights with the cops every day right. but I know you're not because I don't hear of a lot of cops resigning for fear of this guy that's been killing cops. You lying ass bitch. <laughs> <laughs> this dude, this dude with 12 followers on Twitter. Yeah. Yeah, we get yeah it, exactly. Right. Like, <laughs> Oh, you know, there's, there's a guy called neocon remover and I'm like, you know, I'll buy it when, when your, your, uh, <laughs> when your, uh, AVI is bill Crystal's severed head. But until then, oh, Neocon, until then, Neocon might do you that, haven't man. removed anything. You haven't removed anything. You I had, re you've removed nothing. Go had, remove something tough guy. I had Neo God remover on the show uh, a couple weeks ago, oh. by the way. He's actually, he's actually pretty cool. He knows he's a troll and he's, he's, he's pretty funny. He actually made the shirt. So, uh, <laughs> <Nice>. <laughs> but, uh, but, uh, yeah, man. He, yeah, I get it. I know there's, you know, there's a lot of people out there like that. I, you know, I'm not going to go out and get in gunfights with the police and shit, but I, I try to work through the political system because I think that that's the one vehicle I can have been decent enough at. I brought a lot of people to the movement and the ideals of liberty, which is kind of my that's my that's my space. That's my wheelhouse. That's what I do. So, yeah, I, I feel I mean, I'm, that's kind of where I'm at. It's like in, I mean, I know for a fact that there are more people that can that are that have sympathies towards libertarian ideas because of me than would be if I did not talk about liberty and, and, you know, write, write songs about liberty. And, and I mean, you know, I've got, I've got, I've been talking about liberty and writing libertarian ideas, you know, style songs and, and stuff for the better part of, of two decades now. And, and so like to think that, to think that I've been able to influence people and, and, you know, possibly move people away from from republican or democrat and and move them towards real liberty and 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 show them that there are there are there are other ways to understand politics than what uh you know fox news and cnn tell you um that's that's 
that's something that I'm, I'm really fortunate to, uh, to be able to do. So, yeah, I agree, man. I agree. Hey, Phil, where, where the hell can the people find you at, man? I'm Phil that remains everywhere on Twitter. Um, if you want to support me, you can support me on Patreon. It's patreon.com slash Phil that remains. There is exclusive stuff that only goes on the Patreon. Um, I make videos for my patrons. I do a bunch of stuff. Uh, we do hangouts and, and stuff like that. So it's, uh, you can, you can get access to that by going to patreon.com slash Phil that remains. I stream Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, Friday on Twitch. That's twitch.tv slash Phil that remains. Uh, I talk smack and have, uh, bad takes on Twitter. Uh, it's twitter.com slash Phil that remains. Uh, I used to be on Instagram. Then Zuckerberg showed me that he was a prick. Uh, but I, I do have the all that remains, uh, Twitter, uh, Instagram account that I read messages and stuff. So if you're looking to get in touch with me there, you, you can find me at, uh, Twitter, uh, Instagram.com slash all that remains. Um, the band is all that remains, all that remains online.com. Uh, and that, uh, that wraps most of them up. I'm on minds too, a little bit minds.com slash fill the remains. But if, if you're looking for me, it's fill the remains. So. Yeah. You're going to be able to find him at fill the remains. Although his, uh, his Twitter name may, may confuse you a little bit as it did the first time it did for me when I noticed it was like, Oh, wait a minute. Convention of States. Oh, this is awesome. All right. That's all oh, that's Phil. Whoa. <laughs> Article five convention of States, because I don't want to see an actual civil war exactly. in America. Exactly. Well, brother, I appreciate you coming on. Break the cycle. Definitely. Hey man, when they let you start touring again, Okay, you let me know yes. because if you, I live, right. I live in, in in Iowa, right, Des Moines, so I can go to Minneapolis, Kansas City, oh. uh, Omaha, Nebraska. I I've got friends at Brownells. Oh, nice. That are that are in your in your neck of the woods up there in in Iowa. It's a cool place, man. I I, I you know I I like you. I got out of California five minutes before they instituted the twenty four hour lockdown. I was on a plane and I flew to Iowa and came to quarantine with my girlfriend for two weeks um and my my two weeks to flatten the quarantine turned into a year and a half to have a ton of children so well you know it's better than being locked in california i i you know it's it's a smart move so i agree brother hey man well thanks again for coming on uh definitely you know down the line maybe we can have you on again and i appreciate all your awesome. hard work cheers man cheers brother all right guys another Awesome show. Phil is the man. Uh, definitely go follow him. Check him out. Check out his Twitch streams. He does cool stuff. He also he will sing for you on his Twitch streams, which are, is super, super awesome. Uh, and check out his Patreon. I think I think one of his Patreon tiers said that he would like they did like a game night or something, which was kind of cool. But I know he does hangouts, which is really neat. So you get to just hang out with the guy and talk to him. Um, but definitely check him out. Also check out our sponsors at Lorenzotti.coffee for all your delicious Italian coffee needs. Delivers directly to your door. Bring the taste of Italy home. Of course, toplobster.com. Uh, not really an asshole, I promise. He's a cool guy. Uh, but he may, you know, every once in a while mistake something you say online. And uh, just don't block him. He's a good dude. Uh, also, anthemplanning.com for all your emergency and crisis planning needs. These people are amazing. Amy Lepore is one of the smartest people I've ever talked to in my life. Uh, go and check them out. See if they can help out your business. Uh, what's coming up on Tuesday? We're going to have the Michael Bolden show, uh, the uh, reschedule. If you guys tried to watch last weekend when I was in Missouri for the uh, Missouri State Convention, and apparently the hotel there had some kind of firewall that wouldn't let us live stream, although they had great Wi-Fi. Um, so we will get that makeup show on Tuesday um, after this weekend. Please check it out. Um, if you guys could check out my Patreon, it's patreon.com backslash 
break the cycle JS. If you hate Patreon like many do because they eat all the good creators, you can check out subscribestar.com backslash uh, break the cycle JS. And now officially we have the join link open on the YouTube so you can hit join and become a member of the YouTube channel. There's some cool little perks on there. Uh, you guys will get some special badges. I'm still working on them. I think they're all set as hopper right now just to mess with some of the losers. But anyways... I will see you guys Tuesday for Michael Bolden. Until then, don't forget to break the cycle. Due to legal reasons, I just have to explain. The lyrics of my last song may seem to contain a violent call to action in the verse and the frame. But I just landed in Minecraft. The helicopter part was in reference to GTA 5 and the things you do So any violence you commit, I am not an excuse Because I just landed in Minecraft Well, Chipper is my friend and he's constantly cold Accusations of incitement getting totally old Make your own choices, yeah, you have control Because I just landed in Minecraft Obviously, I would never advocate force Unless there's due process and a trial, of course And if you're convicted, we will make you a corpse In Minecraft, just in Minecraft There are nothing I mean, you know it No product finish, get your clothes, you COVID. it